2: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post game podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in, happy Saturday night, Jay Zawaski with Mario Tirabassi and Greg Boyson. The Blackhawks win five to two over Greg's beloved New York Rangers. Screw and, those uh, guys, man! That was a aside from a Hawks win. We have a ton to get to in this game. <laughs> Everything was happening. I mean, yeah. that was that was quite a thing. So let's just recap. Hawks win five two. They get three power play goals uh, in the win. Um Jacob Truba and Jujar Kara dropped the gloves after last year's uh, dirty hit by Kara. They dropped the gloves. That was inevitable. Um, later, Truba puts another questionable hit on Andreas Athanasiu and him and Jonathan Taves drop the gloves. Uh, Patrick Kane picks up his 1,200th point. Peter Morazic doesn't return for the third period. And if that wasn't enough, Luke Richardson takes a puck off the skull <laughs> and has to leave for part of the first period uh, to get stitched up. And, uh, man, I, this was like a whole season's worth of events yeah. in one game. So I guess we just start with the game. And for the for, for the for only the fifth time this season, The Hawks pick up the first goal of the game. And, fellas, we had been joking about, you know, jump on DraftKings, bet against the Hawks on the first goal every game, and you're going to come out ahead. That's still the case, but you can (coughs) see what difference it makes when you're not chasing. It allows you to play within your system. It allows you to do the things you want to do. You don't have to go force opportunities that aren't there or try to generate offense to get back in the game you don't have to play mistake-free hockey and like Patrick Sharp was saying for like the last half of the game keep it boring keep the lead keep it boring that's what the Hawks were able to do when they gave up chances for the most part they were one and done and they won- and they skate out of there with a 5-2 win that that's how you do it that is how a bad team wins games
1: yeah, 3, uh, three 0 and 2 when scoring first uh, this season. So it doesn't happen often, but when it does, the Blackhawks come away with a point. Uh, that's that's interesting to me. I mean, still the least amount of games uh, that, that they have scored first in in the entire league, uh, just five games. But, yeah, I mean, look, we talk about tank season coming into this year. Mm-hmm. We talk about it through, you know, are they too good to tank when they win four in a row and then they've won – <laughs> they won two all of the month of november um you know you you need a win and you need a win like this you need a win where you can go wire to wire with the lead um and still like overcome some adversity um you know they, they really weren't facing too much adversity as far as you know the, the game being their lead being challenged but physically having to overcome, you know, the, the, the pud wackiness of Jacob Truba, <laughs> like
0: Chud, Chudwack. Is that what you call them online? Yeah. Chudwack?
1: Captain, Ch- Captain Chudwack is, is Confirmed J- uh, Jacob Tru- Truba now, yeah. So, you know, to, to be able to overcome that, I think is, is important. You played almost the entire third period without Jonathan Tays. Like, you know, the, the, sometimes adversities are not trailing in a game. Um, you had to play the entire third period with a, a, a cold goalie, like, Yep. You know, the, you needed a win like this for the Blackhawks to snap a losing streak, start a ro- start a tough road trip on the right foot and, you know, get a little get a little more pep in your step. Now, do you do I want you to, to go on a eight game winning streak? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably won't happen. But it's good to get one back in the win column. Good for the morale, good for, you know, good for the guys in there because they they've been working hard. You know, they're this, the losing streak that they've been on was not for a lack of, of, of effort. Right. So uh, good, good to see them rewarded tonight for sure.
0: Yeah, this is again, it's another game where this team got owned at five on five play again. I mean, that's a nightly thing pretty much, <clears throat> but they got three power play goals. They took advantage. They got a five on three and then they scored right away on the second penalty. That was the difference in the game. They get another one in, in the third period. It's the way they're going to win. They have to win that special teams battle because they're just not going to be able to beat many teams at 5-on-5. And, uh, you know, the Rangers owned 5-on-5 most of the night, but they took advantage of it, and and good for them. You know, this is – normally, you know, I'm the guy that's all about the tank standings. But for many reasons tonight, I'm happy with this win. First, it was against the New York Rangers, and screw the New York Rangers. (laughs) Screw New York, period, and the most famous arena in the world. Right here, pal. I don't care about your old-ass arena that has gotten no championships ever. The Rangers have one cup in 80 years. The Knicks have two in their entire history, and they haven't had one in 50 years. Tell me how magical the arena is. Blow it out your ass. Screw the Madison Square Garden. Screw Jacob Truba in the ear. (laughs) This guy... Is a pu- I don't even want to call him a pudwack because that's going to insult pudwacks. And, it, and and if you think that that hit was clean, you're a pudwack too because he clearly left his feet. The head was the point of contact. Jacob is, Truba is a scumbag. Yeah. And the Rangers deserve to be a pedestrian, mediocre, underachieving-ass team because they named him captain. Screw the New York Rangers. Thank you. I feel so much better.
2: All right. Well, let, let's get into the Truba hit because – like you said, uh, beyond pudwack, uh that guy's got a history. And when you've got a history, the benefit of the doubt goes away for you, right? You, like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me sort of a thing. He, it, Look, his feet were off the ice. The point of contact was ahead. Yes, Athanasiu had his head down. Yes, he did, right? He was reaching for a puck, had his head down, and that is dangerous. And every coach will tell you to skate with your head up as much as you possibly can. Okay. When I see that guy coming, you know he is looking for the opportunity to injure. He does it over and over and over again. It is in his DNA. It is the kind of player he is. And very much like Tom Wilson, Jacob Truba is a guy who is a good enough player where he doesn't have to do that stuff. And I'm not saying don't finish your checks. And I'm not saying if there's a guy, you know, primed for a big hit to take it stay on your feet keep the shoulders and elbow tucked he did neither of those things on that hit and look when you see it in real time of course sometimes impact will make your feet leave the ice and all those sort of things but I'm sorry he does not get the benefit of the doubt from me and I watched it over and over and over again and I saw an elbow extended I saw a point of contact being the head and I saw skates off the ice and how is that not a charging
0: penalty? He came from like 50 feet to deliver that hit. At the very least, it should have been a charging penalty, regardless, clean or not. Yeah. he It was a predatory hit that even when they showed the replay where they showed like the distance, it was from almost 50 feet away when he started to stride to make that hit. That's charging. Sounds
2: like it for me. Yeah, I I,
1: I, I agree that he, ha- he has no benefit of the doubt left. Yeah. Um, it was high I, yeah he was he he was he was off the ice look like he, the the hit with kara didn't get any he got no no call on the play no suspension like it he he hit a dude in the head knocked him unconscious sent him to the hospital and nothing happened like yeah andreas atandaseu was able to pop right up skate away like that's great could have been a lot worse it's just the history he has he doesn't he doesn't get any benefit of the doubt and is it is it at best borderline Yeah that's that's as best yeah. as you can say is, is, is it's a borderline hit um he had to an- he had to answer for it he had to answer for uh running Jason Dickinson and Jujar Kara earlier in the game too from jujar Kara which I was I was not shocked that 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 came about as much as Kara, uh, wanted to, you know earlier earlier this year, talk about like, you know what? It's a bad part of the game. Um, but i want I, w- I want to move on from it. as much as he talked about that, as much as he's been professional about talking about the hit. Um, these are still, you know, hockey players. And Jujar Kara plays a game and is and is wired in a way that says, if you take me out like that and you don't get punished for it, you're gonna get punished for it eventually. so i was I was happy to see him uh respond to that Re- respond to the, the history that those two have and the the hit that Truba tried to lay on him uh, in 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 the first period so I, I was I was glad that Kara was able to to respond uh, at that moment Jonathan Tays stepping in um you know uh, stupid that he got the extra penalties on it and and uh, Truba was able to just come away with one fighting major but I'm glad that that Tay stepped in and and you know w- was standing up for for his teammates and and standing up to, to Trubo, who clearly, you know once once the, the the game starts to get out of reach, his uh, what clicks in his brain is not let's get back into it on the scoreboard. It's let me see if who, who I can take out to give us an advantage. And that's is that part of the game? Maybe Should it be? No. Well,
2: like look, like physical play is part of the game. But yeah, but but trying to knock somebody out of the game. And there's like the Hawks have a lot of guys on their team that play physically, Jake McCabe, Connor Murphy, you know uh, Dickinson, Reese Johnson. Like you can go on and on and on from guys in this roster. If there's one thing they have, it's guys that play physically. But you don't see them regularly putting themselves in situations like this. There are ways to to make hits that are. Safer And look, guys are going to get injured in the course of a hockey game, right? It is fast moving. You've got guys skating like 15 to 20 miles an hour into each other. Injuries are going to occur. But Jacob Truba could absolutely have opted to not take that hit. And it wouldn't have changed the play all that much. Or you just rub him off or give him a little jostle or whatever to jar the puck loose.
1: Or you skate through him and don't leave your feet. It's
2: the same guys all the time. And, and that's the thing. It's the same guys all the time. And, and yeah. it's Tom Wilson. It was Rafi Torres back in the day. It was Brian Marchment back in the day. Like there, you can remember the guys who always made the dirty hits. It's not a coincidence. It's not people picking on them. And to your point, Mario, about, uh, you know, Tave stands up for a teammate and gets uh, the extra penalty and then gets a 10-minute misconduct while Truba gets nothing. That tells me, and this is, you know, a topic for another day, obviously – the instigator is broken. The spirit of the instigator penalty was to prevent tons of fights from breaking out all the time, like we saw in the 80s and 90s. And mm-hmm. they're, I think what they're trying to say is for player safety, right? However, what we've seen is, now we're seeing the game's best players getting railed on the ice. Sidney Crosby. We saw Jonathan Taves do it. Uh, Willie Mitchell laid him out. Marion Hosa gets laid out by Rafi Torres. And guys are afraid to go fight because they don't want to put the team down. These guys, these headhunters, know that's the case. Jacob is like, look, if i got to drop the gloves to somebody, I have to. But they're going to get the extra penalty, not me. There's no fear of that anymore. Yeah. And, yeah, the days of the goon are gone. But... I don't know. I, I think the re, I think the instigator penalty needs a revision. I I get the spirit of it, but it's it's not working. It's not doing what it's designed to do. There,
0: there were absolutely zero repercussions or accountability from that hit. Actually, the Rangers benefited from it because they got a power play. They scored a power play goal, yep. and Jonathan Taves had to sit in the penalty box for ten minutes. So how does that prevent Jacob Truba from doing that again? It doesn't. Right. And and Athena see you. Didn't get hurt, so there'll be no suspension because that's the only way you get suspended by player safety is if you get injured. So he'll be out there and he'll do it again. Just like last year when he put Jujar Kera on a stretcher, the very next night he did yeah. it again. To Was it Nathan McKinnon? He had to go for yeah. a ride on a stretcher. So. There's no and yeah, you're right. The instigator penalty is is garbage. It it like you know it you know when a guy start like if anything instigated the fight, it was Jacob Truba's hit, not Jonathan Taves going after
2: him. We got you a know? quote here from uh right. post game. This is from Ben Pope. Uh Max Domi said, "Taves going after Truba was quote the best part of the game" and that he had quote no comment on that guy <laughs> when asked about Truba specifically. So, look nice. the players see it too. They see guys it. Pl-
0: There's gonna be a rematch here in uh two weeks. Two weeks from tomorrow, December 18th, Rangers are in town. I think it's gonna be a spicy game. Mm-hmm. That should be a fun one. There's gonna be some some receipts cashed in that night, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, and of course you would have liked yeah. to see uh Kara win that fight a little more decisively, but you knew that was coming. Truba knew it was coming. Sure. You know. and
0: I cringe when a guy that's had concussion injuries like Juju Kara. Get in a fight, but God, I was f- so happy for him. I was like, "Punch yeah, the crap exactly. out of this guy! This guy deserves it." And kudos to the linesmen because they looked like they were going to jump in, and then they kind of like, "No, nope, we're going to let these two guys go and get it out of their system." So kudos to the officials for having a little awareness because they let that go probably a lot longer than it should have. Because there was a point where Kara got him on the ice, and then he picked him back up so he can pummel him some more, and the refs <laughs> let it go. So so good, so good. Uh, <laughs> Good on their officials for kind of having a little situational awareness and say, let let these guys get this out of the system so they can move
2: on. Uh, Patrick Kane with a yeah. quote, too. Um, we've obviously had leads and given them up. We built on our lead tonight and stuck together as a team through a couple tough plays. That's a great win. So there's Patrick Kane after the game as well. So, you know, from a Blackhawks sure. standpoint, all positive here. You know, you, you had the response to the hit. You had Kara get his revenge, if you want to call it that. I, it was just a complete team win and it, and it's what you love to see. And um, it, it seems like, you know, I, I think as we kind of go back to the first goal thing, like, you know, that was on their mind that they've been giving up the first goal and what was it? 18 to 22 or whatever it was, 18 to 23 this season. And yeah. to get that first one had to be kind of a relief for them to say, all right, got to lead. Now let's hold this thing for a while. And of course, right after they score panarin gets that breakaway chance (laughs) it was like right away it happened (laughs) but he shot it wide and uh i don't know i just i feel good about this and there's a lot of people on twitter and and some in the chat saying like this is bad for the tank if you win one out of every nine games you're gonna be you're gonna be right where you want to be you'll be fine (laughs) yeah exactly and and for us we got to do 82 of these things just (laughs) um,
1: let
0: us talk about a win once a month damn it jesus christ
1: (laughs) Yeah, pump pump the brakes on the 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 tank is is over uh, chatter because of Don't. because of one win their their first win since before what before it was even cold out.
0: So. The last time they had a win, they only had seven uh, jersey numbers hanging in the rafters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. God, yeah. That's right. Exactly. Uh, all with matching funds. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going
0: to get this as yeah. fun and, and eventful as this game was tonight. Tomorrow night, we're going to get the boring-ass
2: New York Islanders, so it will be the complete opposite. <laughs> uh, I'm really upset I'm off tomorrow. It's Screw really you. No, Screw I'm you, sure. Screw everybody. <laughs> that's the theme for tonight. <laughs> uh, we've got a super chat here from the Lebowski Five. He says, in this particular Bedard tank season, there are only two teams I'm fine with the Hawks beating, the Rangers and Nashville, parentheses, the dumbest fans in hockey. Well, that could be argued, but they're right up there. Could be. Could be a short argument. I'd also add the
1: St. Louis Blues to that list.
2: Yeah.
0: I would rather beat the Blues than the Predators because, you know, the Predators, besides being annoying and, and uh, you know, crybabies half the time they're pretty much harmless what have they ever done to anybody nothing
1: yeah yeah well uh, yeah uh, i would i would i would much rather beat the blues at at any point at any time in the season um absolutely. speaking of puds and chuds uh jordan bennington filling his diaper multiple times tonight. Oh. that was great He's a,
0: he's a clown absolute clown perfect goalie for that franchise isn't he It's great.
2: Yes. Um. Got a comment in here in the chat from Edward. He says NFL quote CTE is very serious. NHL quote Let's punch them. Let's punch their brains out a bit more. LMFAO. That's see. That's kind of the problem is they're not punching their brains out anymore. It's uh now it's like I'm just gonna hit this guy as hard as I can directly in the head with no consequence. And uh Mm -hmm. and that you know look in the NFL and college football if you target a guy you're out you're done you're out for the game. Um, yeah. and they review it, Do- they take a look at it and if they see targeting, you're gone. And yeah, that's a, that's a nice move. But I, I honestly believe that the instigator penalty in hockey has led to more injuries than it's prevented. I really think yeah. that
0: Yeah, you target the head in the NF in the college football, you're gone. You target the head in the NHL. The other team gets, you know, your team gets a power play.
2: Yep, exactly. Uh, got an update here yeah. on Peter Morezik. uh, this from Luke Richardson, who's speaking now. Uh, the other side of his groin, this time he'll miss some time. That from Luke Richardson. So, Arvid Soderblom. His, his other yeah. groin? His other groin. I'm think. thinking a man with glass
0: groins should not play professional goaltender. It's
2: probably not the greatest Sheesh. position to play. For a guy yeah. with a well, poor Arvid is never totally. going to get back to Rockford. Yep.
0: He is the starting yeah. goalie from well, here now. Out.
1: Well, yeah, he'll, he'll have some familiarity, though, from Rockford, because you imagine a guy like Jackson Stauber... Or maybe Dylan Wells is now going to have to come back up because Alex Stalock doesn't seem like he's um, nearing a return anytime soon. So it's the Ice Hogs goaltenders playing in the Blackhawks uniforms.
0: In case you're wondering about getting worried about tank standings, there you go. Yeah. Don't worry Um, about it. So, hey, Arvid, you know, Arvid's been decent. Arvid's been very, he's been the best goalie they've had. And the good news is the Ice Hogs are actually on a very rare. Uh, East Coast road trip. They actually played in Hartford against the Rangers uh, farm teams night and beat them too. So it was an organizational sweep over the Rangers. Way uh-huh. to go, guys! Yes. Um, so. Uh, they're they're in Hartford, so whoever they're going to send over to Long Island tomorrow, it, it's a very close trip now as opposed to having to get a guy on a plane from Rockford. Now it's like, here, go to the Greyhound bus station. You're going to Belmont. See you ya. See ya later.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would think they probably want to keep Mar- <laughs> um, Stauber uh, playing, right? They probably want him to get the bulk of the starts down there. Yeah, he sure. played good tonight,
0: and he's been... I wouldn't put him in an NHL game. I'd put Wells out there who at least got a little bit of time, and he was on the Oilers uh, taxi squad during COVID. So um, I'm not sure I want to put – He
1: started again.
0: Yeah. In Chicago, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't put Jackson Stauber out there just yet. I think Jackson Stauber is the guy that they kind of – sort of still looking as a prospect Mm -hmm. so maybe let him be the the guy in rockford and then dylan wells who is just you know your journeyman type guy that you know isn't considered a prospect let him come up here and and hopefully stay lock and get back soon but yeah i i'm I'm really thinking you know all that hope i had that man arvid soda is going to be is a really great AHL goaltender and he's going to get back to Rockford and he's finally got a team that can score goals. I don't think he's going back to Rockford this year at this rate.
2: Yeah, it doesn't (laughs) seem like it. And uh, Regent Rev says she thought uh, Stalak was skating. He was a little bit, but then they said it was like eh, after a couple days, he didn't feel as great. Again, they sort of dialed it back a little bit. That was late last week. So uh, early this week, rather things are just kind of it's a concussion. It's fluid, right? Like there's going to be good days and there's going to be steps backwards. So yeah, I don't I wouldn't count on I don't know. I'm not saying not coming back at all, but to call him close, I think is a stretch. I don't think he's close yet.
0: Yeah, no, I, at least another week or two at, at minimum. Um, we had a couple of questions in the chat here. And I think our guy, Charlie, the bacon guy also asked on Twitter about what goal got the win tonight. Morazic, if I'm yeah. if gets the win, cause he was the goalie yeah. when the game winning goal was scored, had, The Rangers, I think, scored three goals. Then the win would have gone to Soderbloom, I believe, because it was 3-1 when Mrazek went out. So the fourth goal would have been the game-winning goal, so then Soderbloom would have got the win. So Mrazek gets the win and um, might be his last one for a while.
2: Yeah, feel bad. I mean, feel bad for him. It's just once you you start aggravating that as a goalie, it's not... not, You don't get time for the other
0: one. Like, if it was... The groin yeah. he injured before, he would be like, okay, well, all right. Now he's injuring the other one, probably because he's overcompensating, you know, for the one that he's been injured, trying so hard not to injure that one. He ends up injuring the other one, um, but that's not good. It's not, and I feel bad for him. Yeah. He's worked hard. He's a good. He's a good guy. He's liked by his teammates, but it's just that's that's tough. Uh, a goal a goalie with bad groins is 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 not ideal.
2: Yeah, and he played pretty well until he went and, down. And so. He was.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say he was he was playing well, uh, you know, tonight and needed needed a, in a in a a game where the Blackhawks could play with a lead. He needed a game for his own confidence where he was playing well and, and, and you know, making good saves and getting an actual win. But man, that's tough. That's tough to
2: see him go down again. No doubt. All right. Let's get to our Draft Kings. King of the game. Before we hit our first break here, we're going to give it to Patrick Kane. A goal two assists, three shots on goal, nineteen twenty-one of ice time, and picked up his 1,200th NHL point on uh, picking up the primary assist, assist on Taylor Radish's power play goal. So congrats to Patrick Kane for yet another milestone. Many have been completed already, many more to come. So 1,200 NHL points uh, for Patrick Kane, and uh, so he's starting to feel like – starting to look like Patrick Kane again. That shot from the goal line was uh, – Pretty sick, not only to, to score from that angle, but to elevate it and, uh, and score. Very few guys can do that as well as Patrick Kane can, and good to see him get back on the board again. And as I
0: sarcastically put on Twitter at the end of the game, uh, can we stop the Patrick Kane to the Rangers rumors? Why would he accept a trade to a team that can't even beat the Blackhawks?
2: <laughs> I love that. Fair I was point. surprised that, like, they Fair were talking point. about it openly on the broadcast. Like oh you know Patrick so Kane tired it's like it. oh my god so tired of it yeah anyway just, ho- yeah it, it's it's gonna it's it's gonna be the story until he until they are either yeah. gone or not so we just gotta get well, used he wants to, to it. play
1: with his buddy Panarin so so does everybody else
2: yeah I wouldn't mind playing with Panarin I'd play with Panarin no? sure hockey yeah in New York sure. Mm. Sure, for an NHL game check, sure. I don't hate New York like, like uh, Greg does. I, I do think it's overrated. I just hey, I don't hate for, it,
0: though. For $10.5 million, I'll take back every mean thing I ever said about New
2: York. Well, there you go. And if you're looking to make ten point five million million, <laughs> one one way to do that It's with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 back in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. I missed my parlay today. I had the Rangers scoring first and Patrick Kane scoring a goal. 50-50 doesn't count on a same-game parlay, but if they had both hit, boom, I'm fat and happy as opposed to just fat at this moment combine multiple bets like which team (laughs) will win how many goals will be scored and more for your shot at an even bigger payout download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use the promo code CHGO bet five bucks on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see the show notes for details
0: Hey, and as I mentioned earlier, the Rangers are back in town in just a couple of days, December 18th, I believe it is, two weeks from tomorrow. And if you want to go to that game, you want to see, you know, what kind of craziness these two teams can do, well, then you need to head over to our friends at game time, who are the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sporting events, concerts, and shows. Do you ever dream of sitting in a seat you never thought you could right at glass, right at center ice at the glass behind the Hawks bench, wherever you want game time has the biggest last minute price drops that can be found on the seats you thought you never could buy. You won't find a better deal on black Hawks tickets this season. I looked at game time earlier. 33 bucks is the cheapest ticket for the uh, rematch against the New York Rangers coming up uh, on the 18th, a little pricey, but it's a Sunday night. It's New York. It's a primetime matchup. It's an ESPN game. But still, $33 for a Blackhawks ticket is still a good deal. You want to see Alex Ovechkin. You've heard of him. He's kind of good. Most road goals in the history of the league. They're coming to town December 13th, the Capitals. You can get into that game for under 20 bucks to see Alex Ovechkin in the Capitals. That's a pretty darn good deal. So if you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the podcast description. If you're watching us us live on YouTube, first of all, thank you. Scroll down, smash that giant thumbs up button, give us a like. We will appreciate that. And then right under that, you'll see the link to Game Time. Click on it and join over 15 million people who have used Game Time to score the best seats on all your favorite events.
2: And if you are uh, wanting to go to the Bears Packers uh, tomorrow, get in the building for 89 bucks. Not too bad. Bears Packers and yeah. Soldier Field. And hey, if you're going, join us at our CHGO sure. tailgate, Chicago versus Green Bay. Tomorrow, yeah. December 4th, we start at 8.30 a.m. right up until kickoff at noon. It is the official CHGO tailgate, the best in the city. All food and drinks included with the ticket. What food, Jay? What drinks? How about Green Ridge Farm? And their delicious family of meats. How about Goose mm. Island and their wonderful wonderful beers? How about the uh, liquid death water? It's a great mm-hmm. value. Go to allchgo.com to get your tickets. And remember, if you're a CHGO diehard, you save on this and all CHGO events. We've got another one to tell you about later in the hour that you're not going to want to miss. But that diehard membership, we talk about it paying for itself. Black Friday, Cyber Weekend, all those sort of things. You're saving 70% in our merchandise shop. You've got 20% off merch all the time. You're getting a free shirt or hat at sign up right off the hop. It pays for itself. All chgo.com to become a diehard and to get tickets to our Chicago Green Bay tailgate Sunday morning, 830 till noon. It's going to be a good time. Justin Fields versus A.A. Ron Rodgers. Is Rodgers playing? (laughs) That's a rumor. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm. I got a parlay on that one, too. I've got uh, David Montgomery over 85 and a half yards rushing. And uh, I hate to do it, but I got the Packers minus three and a half. Mm. The Bears Bears defense is so bad. It's It's a Bears tank season, too. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, there's my same game parlay for that one. All right, let's talk about Luke a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> Jack Johnson uh, looking to clear a puck, yeah. uh, lifts one into the Hawks bench, and Luke, t- uh, they had that replay. That was quite a shot. Like Yeah, the puck it, hit that it hurt head my head. It, it hit his head, then went like straight up into the crowd. Uh, Mike Gabsky trying to control his glasses uh, gets the towel on Luke's head, and then Luke actually had to go back for a little while and get stitched <laughs> up. He had very little to say about it after the game. I'm good. We got to win. That's all Luke Richardson had to say about the, the stitches situation. But when he came back, you could see big, yeah. like, bloody spot, certainly some stitches in his head. I mean, that's something I don't know if I've seen before, a coach having to leave the bench because he got hit by a puck.
1: Didn't didn't Kinger get hit with I've, a puck I've, last year? I've seen that. Yeah, King got hit with a puck. Um, I, I've seen that happen a few times. Uh, I think Dean Everson got hit with a puck. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Boudreaux got hit with a puck. That this is just that that I remember. That's right off. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, Richardson's a guy that's not uh, not unfamiliar with a couple of stitches. So I'm sure he just you know held the towel there as long as he could, and then got the commercial break and said, "All right, go stitch me up. Let's let's see what we yeah. can do," and came back and coached the team to a victory.
0: Yeah, I that was a bad one because it, he was he had his head turned, so there was no way he couldn't brace. He, he couldn't like it just thunk right in the back of the head. But uh, yeah, you know, kudos to Luke for staying in, and what a great suit choice. I mean, obviously he had no idea, <laughs> but wearing black jacket, black shirt when you're bleeding, you know, from your head. Good call.
2: Yeah, it's good, 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 uh, good luck there for Luke. Uh, I wonder if he wears that suit tomorrow. You might wonder if he's yeah. superstitious that way, it's, where he it's rides his lucky the hot suit. suit. <laughs> yeah. It's his lucky, unlucky you suit. You have to get it dry cleaned. Nah. <laughs> nah, he's player. Let, let the blood Keep and the, the sweat just really resonate right through, and he'll smell like that kid from Minnesota <laughs> after a few games. hmm. smell like Cheetos Um, Cheetos and feet (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of
0: tomorrow night we did have a a, a super chat earlier uh, from Jake Uh, we've got um, do you think the Hawks will go after Sezikis tomorrow for the hit on Stalak love you guys not as much as we love you Jake I could tell you that Um, I would hope so because he got kicked out of that game immediately after that play and that was one of the things that upset me the most about that play was the fact that he he ran Stalock like that, and all five Blackhawks on the ice stood there and did nothing. Yeah. So I would hope, you know, they there's a you know a receipt to get cashed in to use that term again. Um, you know, put somebody out there. Hopefully not Juju Kara. We don't want him taking too many more punches to the head. But maybe, you know, get a Reese Johnson after him early in the game and get it over with early and move on. Uh, you know, and and if he turtles, well, then we know what kind of
1: player he is. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean same as same as tonight I don't I don't know if anyone was specifically going to go after truba. He just kind of opened the door himself. um I don't feel like Suzekus is the same kind of uh chud pud that uh <laughs> Truba is, but you know he he definitely uh could be someone that the Blackhawks are you know wink wink nudge nudge uh circling on the dry erase board ahead of the game saying, hey, you know. Let's uh let's 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 keep an eye on on the activities of fifty three there and uh go from there. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of altercation. Um but I, I wonder do I, I do wonder too if the fact that he was tossed from the game and didn't he get a, a game or two suspension too for it? I don't think he did. I think he just no? got a fine. Okay. Maybe that uh maybe that says like hey, it was taken care of, but who knows? Maybe this Blackhawks team is is a team that likes to get into to games where they can maybe cash some receipts, and maybe that works out for them. Maybe that that's that's kind of the jump that they need to to get into some of these games.
2: Well, you It'd see work tonight, yeah, guys talking about you know team win and stuck together and all those sort of things. Like it does go a long way, especially when things are are tough. You know, when you haven't really had much good luck lately to to kind of to rally the troops that way is there's meaning in that. And look, you saw Truba, yeah. After fighting Taves, like skates to the bench and throws his helmet at the Rangers bench and says, wake up like he's trying to get his team going. And, you know, look, that's a team that feels like they're skilled enough to skate their way and shoot their way out of their problems. And maybe they are right. Um, The Hawks are not that. And I think, you know, staying close, staying tight knit, you know, trying to be as as supportive of a teammate as you can be is probably the, the best way to go through this thing here. Because Mm -hmm. when you've got dudes who are sticking up for each other and playing hard for each other, uh, it it makes the losses a little less. I don't know, exhausting or, I don't know. I I just I feel like when when you start to pile up losses, and the team's just not really doing. If it's just a bunch of guys trying to pick up stats and get traded, then it's it's just going to make it even longer and even suckier. At least there seems to be some true camaraderie on this team.
1: Yeah, when, you're, when your team is going through the stretch that the Blackhawks have been going through, if you're just kind of sitting back and accepting the results and just kind of, you know, as, as, as much as we talk about, oh, we need Domi and a fantasy to score goals so they can up their trade value. Like, if that's not ever going to be the mentality of a player, um, you know, they want they want to win. They want to compete as hard as they can. So when they're going through tough stretches like this to at least still see them fighting hard, finishing checks, you know, the, the, the four check is, is aggressive. You know, they're, 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 they're playing, trying to play as, as, as hard and and hundred percent as they can. That's, you know, that's an, an indication that, you know, the team isn't just accepting these defeats and accepting that they're, they're out of these games. Something we saw last season, early last season was the final few games of, of Jeremy Colleton as head coach, the Blackhawks would give up the first goal or, you know, they, if they did get a lead, they would, you know, give up the lead on the very next shift. And the body language would just be so terrible. Then it would just take them out of those games almost immediately sometimes they'd give up the first goal four or five minutes into the game and then it would snowball set two nothing, three nothing, four nothing. End of the first period, you're down four nothing. Everyone's looking for the exit door. So when you have a team that is not getting the results that they want, um, but they're still competing like this. They're still they're still sticking up for team they're sticking up for teammates. They're they're without hesitation jumping into scrums and fights and and, and playing hard like that it's an indication that they're, they're all still in it. And we talked about how much of a, of a challenge it'll be for Luke Richardson to keep his team in it for these players to stay in it uh, in a season that's expected to be really tough. Um, I'm, I'm happy with, with how they have performed um, in that regard, as far as, you know, showing that they still, you know, their GAF meters are, are have been pretty high each night. Um, so that's, that's that's a big positive you can take away in a season that's not going to have a lot of wins.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, when they gave up that second goal and it was four two at like four minutes to go, I was like, uh oh, <laughs> like uh oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, ben Pope had to open his mouth about the last time they were up four one, didn't he? Like, I got, I'm not gonna lie, I got a little nervous. But then, like, they got through like the next minute without giving up another one, and then they got the yeah. empty netter. But. Whew, I was like, man, here we go again. Like, this would be just. But again, the Dallas Stars are a lot better hockey team than New York Rangers are right now. So that that probably has something to do with it too. That's two losses in a row on home ice and back to back nights to the Ottawa Senators and the Chicago Blackhawks. Tell me more about how the New York Rangers are going to win a Stanley Cup this year.
1: Gerard, well, is it,
0: Jar, sh- Quiet. <laughs> Gerard Gallant might not even make it to the Chicago rematch at this point. They're already all talking about he needs to get fired and he's lost the room. Gerard mm. Gallant usually doesn't lose his team until year three. He's sped up the process. <laughs> oh, look, look at his way. He's literally gotten fired in the yeah. third year of every team he's been with. This is only year two. So he's really sped up the process. And, like, I, you knew it was coming at some point because that's what he does. He gets there, he wins, and then everybody hates him. But he sped up the process here, and there's a lot going wrong with the New York Rangers. They fooled people last year, you know. They had Sisterkin go crazy, MVP type year. Chris Kreider scored fifty. Come on, that was never going to happen again. They had a- <laughs> at the age of
1: like thirty three. Yeah, I-
0: they had a, they had the best power play in the league, which is now like middle of the pack this year. So you know they've got a lot of high priced, top end talent. And then they've got some young kids that just aren't developing. They had the first and second overall pick in back-to-back years, and they're playing on their bottom six.
2: Well, see, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's spend some time on that because I saw – I'm sorry. i was way back in the chat. I saw somebody bring that up and sort of say, that just goes to show you that tanking doesn't always pay off, which is correct. But it I also will say – to show you development does. Yes, and the Rangers have – they're not a typical team that would have those number one and number two after they've got too much talent. So if those guys were picked by the Hawks, they'd be in the top six, both of them and they'd be getting top power play time, you know, probably some penalty kill time for both. They'd be playing 19, 20 minutes a game at this point and probably be producing at a higher level. But Lafreniere and Kako haven't really been given the chance to take that next step in their career because the Rangers see themselves as contenders which, as of last year, they were right. Um, and they're not really in the, the development game. That's why, to me, when you talk about them being a destination for Patrick Kane, that sort of excites me because maybe one of those two guys would be part of a deal back. Because if they're like, well, these guys aren't developing, they're not worth what they are, maybe they would be the you know, the piece of the puzzle that you know, we talk about maybe not getting Bedard and taking a year off the, the rebuild, but if you get Kakao or Lafreniere, you know, right after they've been drafted two or three years into their careers, you're that's immediately your top prospect. Right. So I don't know that that to me can be a little maybe, bit. Tempting. Maybe.
1: Well, I we mean, also got to remember, oh, go ahead, Mario. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, look at Kirby doc. Like he needed a change of scenery. It wasn't going to work out for him in, in Chicago. Um, so, maybe one or both of those players could find themselves in a similar situation where, you know, they came in with a lot of talent, a lot of upside and a lot of expectations and they haven't hit them right away. But look like they're, like they're coming into a team in a major market. Um, they're coming into a team that is hoping to contend right away. And just because they didn't click, you know, playing in, in the uh, first line or second line role doesn't necessarily mean that they're washed at 20 years old. Um, So if the, if the Blackhawks and Rangers hypothetically do have a, do it come to make a deal for Patrick Kane or Jonathan taser, whoever, um, well, it would only be Patrick Kane if you're giving up one of these guys. But if one of those two guys comes the other way, maybe the Blackhawks could benefit from a change of scenery, change of environment, Mm -hmm. um, maybe a change of role type of thing for, for, for either of those guys. Um, It worked for Patrick Sharp. Yeah, worked for Patrick Sharp. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of history of, of, of top draft picks who just needed a, needed a, a change of scenery, needed a, a new environment, needed a new voice in their head as, as their coaching staff. Uh, it's there's a lot of things that go into the, uh, the development of these, of these young players. So, um, I, I wouldn't hate it if a deal like that brought one of those guys over. Um, but I'm also not frothing at the mouth to get either of them
0: and that's another difference was the year the rangers got the number one overall pick in lafreniere they weren't tanking they were a playoff team technically they lost in the the qualifying round of the expanded playoffs and those teams everybody got in that's what that's why they changed the rules for the number one pick because they were a playoff team that lost in the qualifying round and still got the number one overall pick so that's they weren't tanking to get Lafayette. They got lucky on that. And then they changed yeah. the rule about only the top three worst records can get the number one pick. Um, <laughs> and I just looked at the standings now and it was like, it wasn't like the Blackhawks where in a normal season. They were no way going to make the playoffs. They were seventh in their division at the time that COVID cut the season short, but they were only two points out of a wildcard spot. So they might've been a playoff team had that season gone 82 games. Was it
1: that close?
0: Yes, they were two, they were seventh in their division, but only two points out of a wild card spot. So they might have still been a playoff team. They weren't tanking that could have, so there's a little bit of a difference there. Wow, I don't remember the situation where they got Kako number two overall. It could have been a team that just had a down year, a lot of injuries. I don't remember the situation. I don't necessarily think they were that. Was
1: they they moved up, they jumped up both years. I, I, if I remember correctly the the devils and rangers i think didn't the devils rangers and blackhawks all sit, have make significant jumps into the top three wasn't that
0: yeah i, I feel think like that, that was not like, right. that
1: the case like the like was was it arizona that was supposed to be number one and they fell Probably. to four <laughs> that's how yeah. it
0: goes for the them. rangers weren't great that year they had 78 points uh which was like Sixth worst in the Eastern Conference. There were five teams in the East with fewer points than them. So, again, yeah. not tanking. I think they were a team that just disappointed, kind of like they're mm-hmm. doing right now. So, it's a little different. They got, they lucked into the second and first overall picks in back to back years, and it hasn't worked out for them for many reasons. Maybe those guys weren't as good as everybody thought they were maybe they haven't been given a chance to develop throwing both of those guys on veteran teams and say okay you're a great elite talent compared to Sidney crosby alexis uh, you know lafreniere but why don't you go play on the third line like with right. no yeah. ahl time and, or yeah they nothing. both came right no. to the
2: nhl too right
0: well, Lafreniere couldn't go to the AHL cuz of the mm-hmm. stupid yeah. CHL agreement which right. has to go away. It is the dumb- and I, I I thought I read that they've right. extended that too. So it's the dumbest rule. It's right up there with the instigator as things that need to go away in hockey.
2: Yeah. Uh I see uh our buddy Lafferty Daniel <laughs> in the chat says there's an outside chance of Pantili goes number 1. No. No. Connor Bedard is a guy. Unless Connor Bedard it's gets worse there isn't. or something like that, there's there's no way he's not number 1. There's no <laughs> Even chance. if
1: he even if he gets hurt, he'll get drafted. First. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's
2: like a catastrophic there's there's yeah, Unless He gets his legs
0: amputated by a train. He's <laughs> or- getting drafted. number yeah. one.
2: Yeah. And th- yeah, by the way, not like, drafting Bernard that- number one is a great way to get your ass fired as a GM. Yeah. If you do yeah, it and he's absolutely. not what you thought, no one's going to say like, how, how stupid are you to take this guy? No way. And if right. Daniel follows up and says, Corey Pronman said it was a 66 33 split. No, there's no shot. The 33% are GM or is Kyle Davidson and uh, the GMs of the team, <laughs> the teams that are going to be near there saying, well, you know, Bedard's not a sure thing. Hoping he's there at two yeah. or three. There's, there's no way in hell. A GM is dumb enough to not take Connor Bedard first overall this year. And if they are, they deserve to be fired. Look, if he turns into the next McDavid,
1: look, Jack, Jack Eichel lit up the NCAA in his draft year and Was was behind Connor McDavid, and if if the Oilers had selected Connor McDavid and he didn't turn out to be what he is now, no one would have blamed them for taking still taking Connor McDavid because he was absolutely the head and shoulders best prospect in that draft, even as good as Jack Eichel was, and that's pretty much what we're seeing again this 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 time around with Bedard and Fantilli. Like Fantilli is is playing tremendous in the NCAA. He was scoring ahead of Eichel's pace that he had in his draft year uh where he scored like something like 70 some points in like 30 30 or so games mm-hmm. uh at, at at BU in his draft year um but it's like Bedard has scored in all but one game he has played this year in the WHL and that was the first game of the season he has 58 points i think i saw 58 points in tw- in a 25 game point streak like dude and and he's and he he's doing this after the, his his non-draft year as a 16, 17-year-old scoring over 100 points in the WHL. Like, this kid's legit. He is the number one overall prospect, and I don't think there's any... Like, look, I love Corey Promen. I'll trust his word 99.99% of the time. Even if he says it's a 66 to 33 split between Bedard and Fantilli, I'm betting all my money on that 66 for
2: Bedard. Yeah, and there's some chatter in the chat too that it's because Bedard is our winger and not a center. So is Nathan McKinnon, so is Patrick Kane, so is Alex Ovechkin. I don't care. I don't stop, care. Like,
1: stop saying players are are too small to play in the NHL.
2: That's not a thing.
1: Stop. Stop. It it it's not a thing at all. Look at Cole Caulfield, look at Alex DeBrinket. look at Paul Korea, look at Martin St. Louis.
2: Look at Patrick Kane.
1: Like, stop. Patrick yeah, look at Patrick Kane. Like stop saying players are too small to succeed in the NHL. It's a myth. It is an absolute myth.
2: Think about this. Like it was, um, was it Kane and uh, Van Riemsdyk? Were they the one, Was that the same draft? Right. Like yeah. that was the, the chatter. Was like Kane's small and Van Reemsteke like is big and physical. Like yeah, and Kyle Turris. Mm, okay. Like just don't overthink it. That's how you get fired. I'm kidding you. I mean, I'm not kidding you. It's how you get fired. You you just say, I'm going to be the smartest guy in the room like he who shall not be named and overdraft the guy just to be that smart guy and try to prove to everybody how smart I am. And that's how you get fired. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, if unless something crazy happens with Bedard, there's no way. And there are some people saying that Bedard uh, is going to be better than Patrick Kane. That's kind of the consensus right now. I don't think I mean, look, Kane's had a fantastic career, of course. But well, we're talking about just the player. You can't like when we're comparing, you got to take away. We're not talking about titles. We're not talking about individual achievements, consmice. We're talking about the player, the full package. And I think if you asked, if you pulled some people, is Connor Bedard going to be better than Patrick Kane? You'd probably get a pretty decent split on that on that poll. It's not it's not far fetched. They're talking about him like a generational player. Like the best of his generation, or one of the best of his generation, and Patrick Kane's in that conversation. But you've got Crosby ahead of him, you've got Ovechkin ahead of him, in terms of individual player. McDavid's ahead of him. Yeah. It's you know, it's not a, it's not. Kane is one dimensional. It's it's not a, a huge thing to think that he could be eclipsed by somebody. But right.
1: anyway, yeah, I mean, if if you're if you're if you're saying for their entire career, who would you build a team around? You know, and. and I don't think Patrick Kane is your first pick in the in the last, you know, 15 20 years of players.
2: Yeah. Top 5, top 10 and probably. Top sure, 10 for sure. Yeah. Top 5 probably.
1: He's he's definitely in that fantasy draft. He is a lottery pick. But he's not not in the top 3, I don't think.
2: Yeah. All right, let's get to our uh, four stars of the game, shall we? Yeah. yeah let's do it. Uh, the number 3 star of the game, Seth Jones, he okay. had uh, two assists, two shots on goal and four block shots. The number two star, Max Domi, two goals and assists and three points. That's his second consecutive game with a pair of goals. He had five shots on goals and won a nice 69% of his faceoffs. And Patrick Kane, your number one star, one goal, two assists for three points and three shots on goal. Uh, So my four star, I'm going to give it to Luke Richardson for finishing the game hurt after blocking (laughs) a shot uh, very courageously and bravely. Uh, Luke Richardson gets it. And I also think too, like, It's kind of a recognition fourth star for him because he's been somehow keeping this team together through all of this, through uh, them knowing they're being built to fail, them losing eight games in a row, and they still, most nights, come out ready to go playing hard and playing for each other. So I think Luke deserves some credit for just keeping this thing afloat. Well-deserved, well-deserved. 100%. Uh, Originally
0: was going to pick uh, Seth Jones and then he got picked a third star because he deserved it. So I'm going to go with another one of the blue liners. I'm going to go with Jake McCabe, who seems to be a regular in this segment. We (laughs) should just call this the uh, Jake McCabe four stars of the game. Uh, But another great game from him. Uh, He seems to be more active in the offensive zone these last couple of games. I don't know if that's by design or it's just him saying somebody's got to do something here. I'm going to do it. Two assists tonight. Uh, he had two shots on goal, uh, had a cu- another couple blocks, so four total shot attempts, six hits, led the team. Also had three blocked shots. Blackhawks had twenty blocked shots tonight. That was key in winning twenty-one. Luke uh, me- Richardson, twenty-one. Uh, that's, there you go. well, was it? Was it that was that was <laughs> sure. that wasn't a shot on goal though. That was a little <laughs> wide. Um, <laughs> and over twenty-two minutes for Jake McCabe. We've been singing his praises all season long. Dude is a warrior, does exactly what you expect him to every day, every game, doesn't take a shift off. Uh so Jake McCabe, once again, a fourth star of the game.
2: And if we're giving a fan He's fourth a, star, it looks like Taves based on the chat. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I was debat- I was I was debating if I could uh if I could split my fourth star vote, but um I, I, I went with uh Kara. For the fact that he was able to uh, get a little, uh, little bit of his uh, payback on on uh, Captain Chudwack, uh, <laughs> but I'll also I'll also throw an honorary uh, fourth star split to Jonathan Taze, too for doing the same thing. Um, you know, anytime Truba's on his bullshit, uh, if you can put a couple of. Uh, put a couple punches on him. That's that's not never a, a bad way to maybe get a consolation prize, but to do it, in will win uh, even better. So yeah, we'll go with uh, Kara and uh, Taze on the side.
2: I like it. All right, we're going to get to our tank standings here in a second, but first we're going to tell you about our friends at Pins and Aces. Mario, take it away. Yeah, Pins and Aces. Whoa! Well, there goes the phone. Pins and
1: Aces. You know, when you're out <laughs> on the course fumbling around through your golf bag, what you definitely don't want to fumble is your Pins and Aces insulated beer sleeve, which you might fumble around if you've gotten good use out of it, but it is a product that you can store in your golf bag. Uh, You can store seven beers right in there, keep them cold the entire round, and it is one of the innovative products brought to you by our friends at Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO and the presenting sponsor of the Big Drive Energy Golf Podcast on the all city network. They make the best uh, golf apparel that uh, it's, you know, perfect gift for the golfer in your family or friends group uh, to get uh, for the holiday season. Or if you're looking to escape the cold winters of Chicago down to uh, the Southern hemisphere or the Southern hemisphere, Southern regions of the United States, (laughs) maybe, why not? Maybe, maybe Florida, maybe Arizona maybe you want to go to the Southern hemisphere. I don't know what the golf is like in Argentina, But it might be nice. Uh, But get yourself some pins and aces. You're going to be looking good wherever you go to hit the links with their amazing polos, hats, uh, custom golf bags, and again, the beer sleeve, which is a fan favorite. Check out pinsandaces.com when you do use the promo code CHGO. When you do that, you're going to receive 15% off of your first order, and you're going to get free shipping. Again, that's pinsandaces.com using the promo code CHGO
0: perfect thing to uh, accessorize with your nifty Pins and Aces outfit would be a pair of Shady Rays on mm-hmm. top of your head because Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it, and by golly, that's exactly what they've done. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses because our friends at Shady Rays has you and your precious eyeballs covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical optical clarity easy for me to say substantial durability and styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle the best part about shady rays is they have the most insane protection program on all of eyewear if you lose or break your shades on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked so even if jacob truva skated from all the way across the ice left (laughs) his feet and knocked your shady rays off your head with a dirty hit shady rays will replace your sunglasses for free he won't get suspended or penalized but you'll get new sunglasses even with that strong of a protection program they still manage to make quality that i could tell you from being a customer there for the past couple of years they're as good if not better than any one of those expensive pairs you can buy on the market Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order place and have donated over 20 million meals to date. Everybody's looking to help out others this time of year, so get yourself some sunglasses and help out some of those that aren't as fortunate. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit right out the giant test window at the Shady Rays factory, and they will do whatever it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back and an exclusive deal for our CHGO listeners who we love, and so do Shady Rays. Mm-hmm. Use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you will receive 50% off two or more pairs of glasses. That's buy one, get one free. The more you buy, the more you save. You can get two pairs of awesome Shady Rays for as low as 54
2: bucks. Check them out at ShadyRays.com. All right, before we get to our tank standings, Want to tell you about remember, we mentioned that uh, diehard membership and how it pays for itself. Mm-hmm. December 16th is our first ever CHGO Bulls takeover. That is Friday, December 16th, Chicago versus New York. Festivities begin at the crossroads on Madison, there, and you will shuttle over to the game. It includes tickets as well, uh, pregame drinks at. Crossroads we love we're, we're at Crossroads all the time by the way if there's a weekday yeah, maybe practice, crossroads. if you want to meet us at Crossroads <laughs> we're there pretty much every afternoon after practice uh, but it's an awesome place right there Come by down. our offices in the West Loop so go to allchgo.com to secure your tickets to the CHGO Bulls takeover you're going to go to the game you're going to go to Crossroads you're going to hang out with everybody from CHGO it's going to be an awesome time that's December 16th allchgo.com and of course if you're a diehard, guess what? That You get to save on the takeover. You get cheaper tickets than those non-diehards. So if you want to become a diehard, allchgo.com has you covered. All right, Stephen, without further ado, let's get to our tank standings. All right, the Blackhawks are falling in the tank standings, I guess you would say. They are third overall in the tank standings behind Anaheim who have a whopping 14 points in 25 games. They're 6, 16, and 3. Arizona with 17 points in 21 games. They're 7, 11, and 3. The Hawks, like I said, are third with 18 points in 23 games. They're 7, 12, and 4. Columbus is 8, 12, and 2 with 18 points in 22 games. And San Jose with 20 points in 27 games. They're 8, 15, and 4. So the Hawks currently number three in the tank standings well, yeah, they could be up to no They G. they
1: might be back down to two, yeah. C-
2: coyotes are
0: are leading the Canucks two to one in the second period as we speak. So go coyotes.
2: All right, go get them, coyotes. Do it. That sounds before go, we check before Coyote. we check out
0: one yeah. more note on tonight's game. I'd feel bad if I don't give a shout out to the fourth line. Uh for yeah. second straight game with a goal from the fourth line. It was Reese Johnson. Ticking it in. Uh, and then, how about Boris Kachuk with his Den- Dennis Savard uh, spinorama impression there? That was <laughs> quite entertaining. But fourth line, back to back games with a goal from them. Um, and if you count Mackenzie Entwistle's power play goal, that's three goals in two games from fourth liners. So,
2: c- tip of the cap to those guys. Hey, you mentioned Kachuk too, that first really? goal, which seems like a lifetime ago. You know, hits the Ranger player behind the net, comes away with the puck, and it leads to a goal. Physical play without being dirty. You know, it's doable. So, uh, yeah, Kachuk has been uh, better the last couple games. It's a matter of these guys putting it together consistently, right? That's the battle, and that's kind of what separates these guys from being really good top six because you look at Kachuk and Radish, and they got all the tools, but it's that consistency with those guys. But both of them have been playing really, really well lately. So, all right, we're going to wrap things up. I am off tomorrow. I have um, my annual family Christmas party that I never miss. It is like the most special night of the year for me. So I'm taking a night off. Mario and Greg will have your Hawks Islanders postgame tomorrow night. So make sure you're there with them. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on the C CHG- need a Red Bull. I <laughs> a Red Bull. Exactly. Uh, before the game starts. Because yeah. the Islanders are boring. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the postgame show will be lit mm-hmm. from what I understand. We'll do our best. Yeah. Compared will, to that game, I can guarantee litty. it will be lit. Yep. I will right, we'll talk to you it tomorrow. It be as litty as possible. On the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.